Annette Tierney had a secret that was weighing her down. One of the things people who had gone through this already told me, uh, sort of, they said, you're going to, you've got to go into this with the mindset that you can lose everything you have. And you have to be willing to accept that. She knew that sharing this secret could come with heavy consequences. That's that's one of the reasons it took me so long to come to the point where I could do this and, and do it here at AEP. There's just so much I was afraid of losing. On this episode, opening up to your co-workers after almost four decades. I transitioned at work in 2018. So I was, uh, I think I was 60 years old at the time and had 39 years in with the company. Why Annette finally decided to live as her true self. Thank you for joining us. I'm Bailey Coltice. AEP is known for having a lot of employees who are lifers, people who've spent their entire careers here. And Annette Tierney is one of them. I've been employed by AEP for 42 years. I started my career here in 1979 at the New York City headquarters office and then moved to Columbus in 1983 when after they moved their headquarters. She's a civil engineer by trade and is the manager of AEP's structural engineering and design team. We have 13 people in it and our team provides structural engineering services for planning, engineering, design and uh, inspections for AEP generating facilities. So basically our power plants are our prime customers. Annette's one of a handful of people at AEP who have changed their lives in front of their coworkers. And finally, uh, I transitioned from male to female in August of 2018. We're labeled as male or female from the moment we're born. Most people grow up and how they see themselves on the inside matches what they are on the outside. There are also people who realize that their identity is different from what they were labeled at birth. They know at their core that that label is not right. Most of these people describe themselves as transgender. Transgender people are our neighbors, our classmates, our coworkers. They're also people who are at more risk of facing social stigma, discrimination, or harassment. There are about one and a half million transgender adults in the United States. Chances are you've met a transgender person, even if you don't know it. I, I was born in uh, 1957, so I grew up in the 60s and 70s. I remember thinking as a child, a young child especially, that I was the only one in the world that had the feelings that I was having. I, I did feel isolated, felt very lonely at times. And, and I think the, the hardest part was that I always had this, felt like I had this huge secret that I had to guard. And it kind of made it hard to to build close, close, intimate relationships and and that sort of carried over into my adult life. So I think I was probably 11 or 12 before I ever realized that there were other people that, you know, felt they weren't in the right body, the right gender. I, I was probably, I think I was 27 or 28 before I ever came out to anybody. To make a point, I didn't I didn't wake up on my 60th birthday and say, hey, I think I'm going to change genders this year. It was... A long time to get to that point for me. I had actually considered options years years ago. Uh, I met with therapists in, I believe it was 1990, and uh, discussed my options. And um, at that time, I, I it wasn't as accepted as it is today. And I I was just 
it seemed too risky to me, and I was afraid of failure. So I didn't pursue it then. I knew gays, gays and lesbians, you know, I worked with years ago here at AEP, but it was very hush-hush. It seemed like nobody talked about it, or they talked about it behind people's backs. It was very, very sad. Annette was caught between fear and the deeply held desire to be who she really was. After 55 years, desire began overpowering fear. I I returned to therapy in 2012, and shortly after that, I started hormone therapy. In 2012, when I started transitioning, one of the things people who had gone through this already told me, they said, you're going to You've got to go into this with the mindset that you can lose everything you have, and you have to be willing to accept that. That's that's one of the reasons it took me so long to come to the point where I could do this and, and do it here at AEP. There's just so much I was afraid of losing. I think the biggest thing at work that I was afraid of was just losing the support of, of team members. I lived two separate lives, really, it seemed like, Uh, especially those six years between 2012 and 2018 when I finally came out. And I was sort of living part-time as Annette and part-time in my old role. And you were always, you know, you get up on a Monday morning and you might have spent, uh, I might have spent the whole weekend as Annette. And it's like, okay, how do I switch roles here? You know, it's like, get my mind right. And felt very disorienting at times. If I was out as a net, I was always worried I'd run into somebody from work. And sure, it happened at some time, but I never, nobody ever confronted me about it. In my personal life, I ran into friends uh, once or twice, and it was always an awkward conversation. It always felt like I was somehow not not being honest with people. Sometimes we take a big jump when we're ready. We're methodical and we plan, especially if you're an engineer like Annette. But as we all know, the best laid plans often go awry. My original plan was to uh, transition full-time after I retired. Several things went into my thinking that when I decided I I would transition at work uh, while still working. And one of the number one things was basically financial. Another um, big item was I've seen a lot of positive changes here at AEP related to both culture and uh, as well as diversity and inclusion. So I saw there's less risk doing it now. Another item was in 2015, I was offered the manager position that I have now. Prior to that, I was uh, always an individual contributor and the division manager called me, and when this uh, opening came up and asked me if I wanted it, and I, but he wanted an answer right then, and I told him, yes, I did. Went home that evening, and I said, you know, I've got to be honest with him. For the last three years, I've been sort of working towards this personal goal of transitioning, and I need to talk to him about it. So I went back the next morning and came out to, to him as uh, that I was transgender, and he was somewhat shocked, but he was also very supportive of me and told me that that didn't make any difference uh, as far as doing the job. And he was uh, confident I could do it and that he still wanted, was going to offer it to me. So, uh, you know, his reactions sort of uh, 
you know, I had feared what the reaction may be, and it, but it turned out to be much better than I expected. And I turned out I really enjoyed the job. It's challenging, so I, I didn't really want to give that up either. So that was a big reason. I transitioned at work in 2018, so I was, uh, I think I was 60 years old at the time and had 39 years in with the company. I, 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 I couldn't have been more pleased with how everyone's treated me. It's just uh, amazing. And I sometimes just cry thinking about it because, I, you know, I, I told my team myself and I wasn't sure, you know, what to expect. And each and every one of them was incredible with how, how they've treated me and really, you know, no differently than before. So I... I I'm sorry, I'm going <laughs> to cry, I think. <laughs> Things got better for Annette. She also became more aware of what was going on around her. After I came out of work, I had several people come up to me and tell me that they were gay or lesbian and that I didn't know before I came out. And even, even one retired person who, who, who uh, emailed me and told me uh, that they were gay and I felt sad that I didn't, that they couldn't talk about it or they felt they couldn't talk about it or some of the things I was asked about when I transitioned. One of the things um, I was asked, I had a couple people ask me about safety and, you know, they hear, well, there's a lot of violence towards trans women, and which is true. And that's really not a misconception. Uh, but one of the sad parts of that, that whole story is that if you look at the statistics, it's, it's much more prevalent. Uh, the violence is really directed more towards trans women of color, which is just a sad reflection on uh, the race society we live in, I guess. I have a lot more freedom to be who I want to be and than other people just based on my skin color, which is, is sad. Watching the, you know, I had watched the uh, Derek Chauvin trial, and I was reading Nick Aiken's uh, response to the verdict in the trial, and, and he said something in that response, and I'm going to quote Nick here, but he said, you know, I urge all of you to take the, a look around you and inside yourself and continually seek opportunities to do better. And I think what really hit home with me was looking inside yourself, and I know I've got to look inside myself to look at those, to try and find those opportunities, especially when it comes to race and, and, and the inequities we have. Taking steps to get better isn't about grand gestures. Oftentimes, it's being curious and respectfully starting a conversation. I think some people think that this is just some latest, uh, I don't know if you call it fad, or they're just hearing about it in recent years, but it's always been around. Not sure people understand that. So I, I'd say... Probably the best thing is just get to know know them. You know, there's there's some things probably unless you get to know a transgender person a little more closely, you probably shouldn't ask, such as what surgery surgeries have you had or haven't had, and you know that kind of thing. Use some common sense that uh, there's personal type questions that maybe if you wouldn't ask. Other friends, these type of questions, you may want to get to know this person a little better before you ask that type of question, I guess. 
I got to be really good friends with one one person who uh, she didn't know much about the subject other than, you know, just some things she hears in the news. So she asked if she could talk to me and I said, sure. And she asked me a lot of questions and, you know, I told her if if there's something I'm uncomfortable answering, I'll tell you that, but nothing she asked was inappropriate. And we wound up being good friends and she's no longer with AEP, but, you know, we go out to lunch every, every once in a while. It was, you know, I think... I hope I made her feel better about, you know, or, you know, gain a little understanding on the subject. Like other employees who have put in decades with the company, Annette's noticed a change in the company's culture, and she's optimistic about where things are headed. You know, I really like what AP has been doing in trying to improve the culture. When I first started, you know, I'm an engineer, so that kind of stuff felt a little uncomfortable. But what I've seen is, you know, AP's always been concerned about results. And now we're starting to look at, okay, well, how do we get the results? You know, it's it's not just the results, but how we do it and how do we treat each other? And I think that makes a big difference. There are times working at AP, I, I just dreaded Sunday evenings because I didn't want to think about going into work Monday morning. and And now I don't have those... I don't have that anxiety Sunday night. I, I, I actually look forward to Sunday nights now, and I, I look forward to going in, you know, Monday morning. I, I'm looking forward to going back someday. I'm tired of working from home, but I, to me, that's, you know, and, and when I look, I try to figure out, well, why, why don't I feel that way anymore? And one of the big things is, is just how we treat each other now is, is better than we were in the past. And, you know, it's not like now I'd have smaller, I don't have the problems that I used to have that I had to deal with when I went in on Monday mornings. It's the problems are still there. Actually, there may be a little more difficult problems, but feel like there's more support in getting things done. AEP's diversity and inclusion efforts are all about making this a place for everyone. The first step in accepting someone is hearing their story and seeing that we're not all that different. We all care about people we're close to and being able to do something we enjoy. Sharing this type of personal information takes courage, which is why I want to give Annette Tierney a heartfelt thank you for sharing her story. We're going to share more stories from employees about their experiences at AEP. So if you like this episode, tell someone else about us. We post episodes every other week. Thank you for listening and stay safe.